This episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed descriptions and take care of yourself. Null and Void, a piece of cake podcasted network production. I was born of cold and fear. My mind was but undone, and when my life was ending near, they told the stars they won. Thank you for coming with me. Ah, no problem. It's not often I get asked to break into someone's office. I just know if I did this alone, I'd be immediately caught. Well, Dodger did say they were going to be watching. And Chris managed to find his old video jammer. Is he allowed to still have that? I don't actually know. Maybe? Probably not. Do you even know how to use that thing? Yeah, Chris pre-programmed everything. All I gotta do is... There, all set. We have to be quick, though. The longer this thing is on, the faster someone will notice. Got it. Hey, uh, I'm glad you're here. Thanks. And listen, I'm really sorry about what happened the other week. No, it's okay. I know I didn't really help the situation. The whole my bosses are literally killing the town thing kind of freaked me out a little. Yeah, I'll see. Plus, Chris has always been hot-headed. I don't need you to apologize for him. If he's really sorry, he can say it himself. I'm not trying to apologize for him. I'm just letting you know, Chris, (laughs) well, bless his heart, he's an idiot. He's rash and he's a bit thick, but he really does care. I don't know. I think it's some residual feelings from his time with the Marines. He lost a lot of his squad this last tour, and with what happened to Marcus... Well, we worry about you. I appreciate that. I really do. But I want to stop Void Networks. We have to make sure no one else dies because of them. Well, we definitely have our work cut out for us. Look at that mess on this guy's desk. And his computer is unlocked? Did Kyron seriously not password lock his computer? Apparently not. Though, if he doesn't have a password on this computer, I'm worried about what's guarding the info he actually cares about. I'll plug in the hard drive and get it started. 
Want to text Dodger? See if they have an eye on us before we start this? Oh, yeah, one sec. Oh, wow, that was fast. Dodger says we're crystal clear. Man, those interns are gonna hate it when they have to start scanning all this shit. Alright. His computer is downloading. How about I take this half of the room and you take that side? Sounds good to me. I'll let you know if I find anything. So, you and Chris are close. Haven't you guys only known each other for, like, a few months? Half a year or so. He did physical therapy at the hospital I work at, and we had an immediate connection. When we discovered that Adelaide saved us both, things just kind of clicked. Hmm. I see. Is he- Do you really want to keep talking about Chris? I do love him, but I am more than my boyfriend. No, you're right. You're right. Uh... You said your family is from Puerto Rico? Yep. My mother and father moved to the mainland before I was born, but my grandmother and a few aunts and uncles still live on Culebra. A grandmother returned to Puerto Rico a few months ago, but there's not much in the way of disaster relief thanks to all the fucking embezzling that our governments have been doing. Mom and dad have been sending her some of their paychecks just to help out. Hmm. That's weird. No, that's pretty normal. God knows the U.S. government is not helping our people. No, no, not that. This file makes references to some initial critical event that acted as a catalyst for Alpha 314's development and eventual artificial awakening, hereby known as Adelaide. But it doesn't say exactly what that event is. Interesting. Does it say when it happened? Chiron's office isn't exactly what I would call organized, but if we can find a date, it may be easier to find what we're looking for. No date, but it does say that the program was moved on site and then promptly terminated. But she hasn't been terminated. She's still here. And Chiron knows that she exists. Is it possible that she turned herself back on somehow? No, I don't think so. Otherwise, they would have just terminated her again. There has to be another reason. Hide! No, no, she may be hiding somewhere, but I don't think we... Not her, us! Dodger said people are coming! Fuck! Let's go. Where? Kyron's office is so fucking small, and I will not be able to fit in any of these cabinets. Not in here. Out there. There's tons of empty desks. We can hide under one of them. Come on. Here. Under this one. Come on. And then I said, if you think he's blue now, just wait till he stops talking. <laughs> Hilarious. You always did have a great sense of humor, Hurley. Holy shit. What? There's someone with Hurley, and she is gorgeous. How is her hair that blonde? Piper, will you quit being gay for one second and hush up? It is good to see you, Isabella. It's been a while, not since Jasper. Well, uh, Chiron said you wouldn't be coming down to our neck of the woods. <laughs> I wasn't planning on coming down here. Dead set against it, actually. It did take some convincing from Father, but he insisted that I go dig Chiron out of this mess he's gotten himself into. Christ. Is this his office? It's a pigsty. Does he not have an assistant? I wouldn't say it's a complete mess. I can't see his carpet underneath the reams of paper. 
I think that's a quarter of the report that's on top of his coffee maker, which is still on, by the way. There's so much dust on those shelves, I can smell it. I thought you were supposed to be keeping an eye on him. This ain't the type of mess I clean up, is he? I ain't that kind of maid. No, you aren't. If you can, convince him to clean up when he returns. You aren't gonna stick around to see him? Oh, God, no. I can't stand working with him. Thankfully, I don't need to be near him to fix his mistakes. Now, he said he has a folder for me somewhere. You know, I don't think Chiron's doing a bad job. He seems to have it pretty well handled. My brother has released a highly intelligent, rogue AI out into the world who threatens to undermine our entire operation. And not only has he failed to locate where its current program is originating from, he has allowed it to make contact with multiple civilians and do God knows what else. Tell me again, does he have everything pretty well handled? Okay, so it's a bit of a clusterfuck. But what makes Daddy Royal think you can fix it? Because I created program A314. I know what I'm looking for and how it thinks. So you're going to kill her? <laughs> I can't kill it. It isn't alive. It only thinks it is. But no, Hurley. I won't be killing it. It's just a matter of finding it, deleting a few bits of code here and there, and then forcibly merging it with the original code until whatever bug that made it go rogue is eradicated. Those civilians, however, will have to be taken care of. At least... Oh, here it is. What does she get? I don't know. I'm more concerned with the fact that she said she might kill us. Oh, please. If I had a quarter for every time a patient threatened to kill me, I... Shh! They're coming back. I'll have to scan the hard disk drive for any anomalies while we're in the basement. After that, how about some dinner? New York? There's a delightful Korean place in Greenwich. <laughs> the food any good? It's just grilled meat, Hurley. Nothing too inspired. But they do have great drinks. There's this one called a snake in my boot. You get to choose a snake, and then they kill it for you right at the table and use its venom to make an amazing martini. I'm always down for alcohol and murder, as long as you're paying. <laughs> Naturally. Now come. Piper, get down! The bar is actually open okay, okay. And the company that owns it is just... Hey. Hold up a sec. What is it? Shh. Hurley, I have things to do. Hold on. I thought I heard someone. Hurley. Shh. Hurley. Chiron has this entire floor to himself. He's got the personality of a wet sock. I doubt anyone would come up here, even if he was in his office. Yeah, you're probably right. I know I am. Come on. I don't want to be in this building for longer than I have to be. Okay, they're gone. I'm gonna go grab the hard drive. Sounds good to me. Hey, do you want to grab some Korean barbecue too? That place next to the Wawa? Honestly? That sounds really good right about now. As long as we don't have to kill any snakes. Hell yeah. Alright, got it. Let's get out of here before anyone else decides to come visit Chiron's office. That was Isabella Royal? She's one of the richest women in the world! She's right behind Lorraine Powell. 
She's so young. How is she a billionaire already? It helps when your father is the richest man in the world. Plus, she made some really good investments in the tech industry when she was like 15. She's extremely intelligent too. I was watching this TED talk she gave where she deconstructed the- Dodger. Hmm? You did hear the part where I said she's going to kill us. I did, and while it is concerning, she didn't specifically say kill. What else would have to be taken care of mean? I don't know, I'm just trying not to freak out about it. Did she say who she was planning on taking care of? No, she just said multiple civilians. Then we don't know if she specifically meant us. Who else would she mean? You found everyone that Adelaide contacted. I actually don't know that. You and the others are the only ones. What do you mean? I thought you were trying to find others. I kind of was. I posted about it on some small niche web forums and had Chris put up some posters around town. Chris found Nikki, and after that we found you. I never heard from anyone else. So, there might be others out there? Might be, but do we really want to add more people to this equation? What do you mean? Well, Adelaide asked us to keep a low profile. If Void notices we're gathering a team, they may actually do something about it. But if we have a strong team, they'll have a harder time taking us out. We don't even have a plan yet. We might be able to figure out more thanks to the data you got from Chiron. I'm gonna send a copy to Chris too, see if he can make heads or tails of it. Have you heard from Adelaide yet? Yeah, a few nights ago, but Hurley ended up finding us and things went a little bit pear-shaped, so we didn't really get to talk about anything important. She mentioned she was connected to a main server. And Chiron said she had been moved on-site? That's what we read, but I've been in almost every room in the Void Network's building and I haven't noticed any sort of supercomputer. Well, these days, supercomputers aren't quite as big as what we see in movies and shit. IBM's Bluejean Q system fits in 32 computing cabinets. If Adelaide is on that level, you could probably just hide her behind a well-ventilated wall. Though if we did find her, it might be a bit difficult to actually move her. Unless you know of somewhere else that has enough processing power to house her without threat of data loss. I don't even know if they know where Adelaide is now. Isabella also said that she needed to find where this Adelaide is currently originating from. Well, she called her program A314, but I'm sure she meant Adelaide. You think she's on the property, but also somehow not? Mm, it could mean that she's actually hiding within the code that's housed in a hard drive that's connected to the internet that is also hidden somewhere in the Void Network's building. And since she isn't able to manifest within Void Networks, she can't tell us where it is. This might be harder to do than we thought. Don't you code? You do websites and stuff? Not really. I mean, I know some of the basic coding languages, but nothing like this. I wouldn't even know what to look for if we got a hold of her drive. Know anyone who would? Yes, but you won't like it. Who is it? Chris. Ugh. He was a private contractor for the military. He could code circles around me. Yeah, but he's being a bit of an ass right now. A little bit. He's just throwing a temper tantrum because he feels useless. Go talk to him. He'll come around, trust me. You say so. I think I'm gonna head out. I'll send Nikki a text sometime tomorrow. See if we can set up a place to meet and hash everything out. And Adelaide, you don't have a way to actually contact her? Not yet, but she normally shows up after I'm done seeing you. If I see her again, I'll let you know. You might want to give her the hard drive, too. Good idea. Stay safe on your way home. Try not to run into Hurley again. Oh, don't worry. I plan on staying far away from her. I'll see you later. Have a good night. Good grief. 
Oh, hey, Piper. I was hoping I would find you here. Hurley. Chiron's back in town. He missed you so much that he wants to see you. Now. No way. It's almost two in the morning. I'm going home so I can sleep. Do I need to drag you there? Kicking and screaming. I'm sure that can be arranged. <gasps> hey, Pepper! Put me down! Let her go! Dodger! Please! Piper! I... I'm sorry, Piper. I'll get help. Just hang on. Null and Void was written by Cole Burkhart and edited by Sterling Ray and Amber Holtz. The episode you just heard was sound designed by Jonesy Jones and featured the voices of Danielle Ellett as Adelaide, Winona Wyatt as Piper, Cena Breyer as Nikki, Kara Brunce as Isabella, Marcy Hobbs as Hurley, and Azul Nova as Dodger. The intro music was done by Benny James, and the outro music is Solomon's by Kai Engel. Thank you so much to Alice Rodriguez and Elena Fernandez Collins for your sensitivity consulting. This episode was made possible by our chief executive officers, Katie Humans, Amara Augustine, Daniel Sang, Anne Baird, and Hannah Wright. <laughs>